0: Larry Love, and today I wanted to talk about joy and what gives you joy. But specifically today, I wanted to mention that violence does not give me joy. Oh heck, we look at a lot of movies and we're so happy that the underdog can violently take over the bad guy. And and that seems to give everybody a high, and I understand that part. In fact, I have a guy working here with me at Peak Alarm that we worked together as security guards or patrol supervisors at Davis Security 35 years ago and I think about my background in different things as a security guard you're not supposed to use martial arts even if you know martial arts it's really difficult when you get into some situations because they had Leo and I at the Rose Bar and at La Frontera Salon and La Frontera was a dance venue and a restaurant and sometimes you have 700 people there los bukis came we had so many different big name bands come and we had about 11 to 12 security guards there when they had that to control the crowd we had different things happen oh my goodness one time this guy got away from four guards and We chased him out the door, and the guard in front of me slipped in the snow and hit his chin on the ground and split it open. I kept running. A lot of these people either were armed or had knives on them. We were armed. I had a three fifty-seven Magnum. And I came up at him, and he started to go up the fence. And then he turned around and came at me, and I drew down on him. And it was not like the movies. I was nervous. He was nervous. He saw the gun. Of course, now I think a lot of like gang members, they're not scared of that kind of stuff. But at this point, he respected it. I holstered it, handcuffed him, took him back. The police arrested him. But there's been very few times when something like that has happened. Uh, another time in a bar, in the Rose Bar... I had a, a gentleman get out of control, and I had him on the ground, and his sister threw a full pitcher of beer in my face, and my eyes were stinging, and I I was on top of him, and another guard came to help me, and I got home, and my wife smelled the beer, and she was really she says I don't want you doing this anymore, and when I went to church on Sunday, I didn't feel. Worthy or right to take of communion. I just didn't feel it. I couldn't do it. I just felt, oh man, what am I doing on the weekends? Because on the weekdays, I was a patrol supervisor and I would go out. I had 100 security guards under me and I would go out and drive around and check on the different stationary positions and then go to different accounts. And we had other patrol officers that would hit accounts. So I did that and that was... That was interesting. It's not like being a police officer because it's property protection. Pretty much your, your guards are looking for fires. They're looking for breaks in the fence and mitigation and things like that. But I, on the weekends, we would do these bars and sometimes things would get violent. We had one guy handcuffed and took him outside. And the officer that showed up said, get those cuffs. Whose cuffs are those? And those are my cuffs. He says, get those cuffs off him so he could switch cuffs. And he took my cuffs off him. I took my cuffs off him. He put his on him. And the officer picked this guy up and literally threw him into the back seat. And he hit his head on the other side. None of this was ever videotaped because we didn't have cell phones at that time. Um, One officer even said, oh, they don't have rights. They're illegal. It was an attitude that was different. I'm not... Yeah, I could blame the officer, that was pretty crude and rude, but they had a job to do and they were doing it the way that they were trained to do. I'm not saying that was right, but one time a lady officer showed up and we had this guy that we'd taken out of the bar. They were fighting and she had him on the back of her patrol vehicle and he started talking and said, she said, I told you to shut the bleep up and she grabbed his hair and slammed his face into the car the trunk like three times so sometimes those lady officers had to prove themselves to be more violent and you know this bothered me i some people think oh that's so cool it's it's not cool it's not because there's a way i have dealt with police officers and i still with deal with police officers now and violence is needed in very few situations and you know, escalation can happen or de-escalation can happen. I've taken courses. um, I took a MANT course where you deal with special needs people and how to deal with them. And I've also taken the courses here from our patrol supervisor on de-escalation. And those courses are really, um, the one was a two-day course and it's just excellent on how to deal with people and how to deal with problems and how to, you know, there's all sorts of different things in the course. And so that that's important. But violence doesn't really bring you joy. So some of the other experiences we had, oh my goodness, I, sometimes I don't even want to talk about them. But in the bar, people would start fighting, and our job was to have them not fight. I mean, one of the most horrible things to me in my mind wasn't violent, but I came up and the owner said, you got to throw this lady out. She's really drunk. And I walked over and she'd thrown up on the floor. She had throw up in her hands. And, and it was just, I, and the whole reason they had me there in the bars wasn't for my martial arts background. Um, I only got to brown belt and Kenpo. Um, I didn't do black belt. I went on to do other things. More music was taking my priorities at that time. But the whole reason they had me there was because I spoke Spanish and I could talk to people and calm them down. And so this lady wasn't violent or anything like that, but she just thrown up in her hands. And I walked over to her and I said, let's go outside and get some fresh air. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I was trying to talk to her to get her to go outside. And she uh, reached up and grabbed my wrist with her vomit-soaked hands And said, I'm not drunk. And a lot of, now things don't bother as much as they used to. I mean, my dad would have thrown up immediately because he was that type. He'd find a hair in a sandwich and go throw up. But that bothered me. And I got her outside. I wasn't violent with her. And, you know, I was trying to be nice. And they got the stuff cleaned up and everything. But then I went in the bathroom and washed my hands and my arms all the way up the sleeves with that powdered soap that you used to find in bathrooms. So, some of those experiences, I mean, later on as a patrol supervisor, I had all, all sorts of experience. I probably should write them down, but I, I'm just, I don't know who would want to read that type of stuff. But we, we did a lot. We responded to all sorts of situations, mostly property protection, like I said. And there were people now, um, security guards, I think, even have to deal with more problems with homelessness we had to deal with some of it where we would find encampments and people inside warehouses and things but um, that was part of my life that I wasn't really it wasn't moving me in a good direction as far as somebody has to do that job and somebody has to be a police officer too as I worked with police officers after becoming a military police I decided that it wasn't something I wanted to do I thought well there's far too much paperwork involved of course now what I'm doing now has a lot of paperwork involved at Peak Alarm Um, these podcasts aren't to promote that, that just happens to be where I work, I do enjoy my work and work does give me joy and the fulfillment I get from oh heck, a couple of months ago one of our dispatchers got a carbon monoxide alarm and he called on it He couldn't get the people on the phone, so he called the fire department, and the fire department rolled out. They broke the door in and went in, and the whole family was overcome by carbon monoxide. They got them out. They were okay. The family wrote a really nice note to the dispatcher. The alarm system did exactly what it was supposed to do because to me, I have an alarm system at home, but the most important part of my alarm system doesn't happen to be to stop burglars. I mean, I'm insured if they take my... 15 year old tv hey have had it but but the the water sensor that i have in the basement can be invaluable to prevent a really bad situation because if you're at work all day long and there's a flooding situation and you don't know about it but if if you can get a heads up on it and have uh, be notified on that Uh, i have the smoke detectors and smoke Alarms, I have both. Smoke alarms don't send signals anywhere. Um, they're just normally, they're the 120 volt with a nine volt battery backup or or they have just a nine volt battery in them. Some of them are a 10 year battery now, but they don't dial, they don't send signals anywhere. Our detectors are tied to an alarm system. So we dispatch the fire department. And so that type of thing can really be m- more valuable sometimes than the other. In temperature sensors, depends if, if your home is like a second home or something and you put a temp sensor in there, if your house drops to 41 degrees, then you get a signal and it says, hey, your house is cold. Get somebody over there to check the furnace because if you don't find out about that, then the pipes freeze and when they thaw out, then they're gonna burst and then you're gonna have a flood. So that's part of what I do now. So mostly I do, well, I do a lot of high-end cameras and access control that's keyless entry and a lot of fire alarm systems, and it's life safety. And that does bring me joy, knowing I am helping somebody. It's a job. Um, A lot of people say, well, I hate my job. I don't hate my job. I really enjoy my job. I don't think I could keep working here if I hated my job. So I've been doing this. I worked for uh, (coughs) fire and security specialists for two years doing alarm systems, and then American security and fire for 16 years, and now I've been at peak for eight. I was on the Doppel board for seven and a half years. years, Division of Occupational Licensing in the Construction Trade Commission, so I was appointed by the governor, the acting governor at that time. So I am doing that now, but violence does not bring me joy. So I thought I'd just mention that. Um, some people get a real kick out of it. When, when we did have stuff go down and one of the guards would flash his flashlight because he was in a fight, it gave me adrenaline it wasn't joy and it was kind of a kind of a high feeling you get going you do those type of things and then i mean we'd have people slash the guards tires we'd have all sorts of problems that we had to deal with and it's part of my life experience but it's not a job that i would want to do again of course i'm an older person I, I'm not really an older person now, but I have some life experience. And so I do appreciate the people that do those jobs. Um, I appreciate the job that I have right now. And I'm glad it's not in the high-pressure sales field because I'm not that type of a person that's going to go and try and con somebody into signing. Here, sign on the line and then get in and out. Um, Peak Alarm's a family-owned business, been in a... In business over 52 years they have six offices there's the plug there's the advertisement (laughs) Uh, Boise and Idaho Falls and there's an office in St. George and an office in Montrose Colorado and in Ogden one in Salt Lake so Peak does a good job they're the only alarm company that has their own central station dispatch and that's funny because I used to work in dispatch at Davis security and so I have a little bit of experience doing that and it's also interesting because my great uncle, James William Love, was the fire captain in nineteen oh one in the Salt Lake City. And so they used to receive signals in on a ticker tape and the the it would if somebody pulled a pole pull station on one of the corners, it would send a signal it punch like one, two, three holes in the paper space in a hole and then they'd open a book and find out where that was and then they'd dispatch the fire department to put out a fire and so it's kind of neat having that history because here we have a museum and we have a picture of that office that he was in and i have pictures of him so learning about family and learning about those type of things is really cool but i i kind of wanted to be a doctor later on but my life has gone on a bit people say oh you could still do it yeah i'm 57 almost 58 years old i could I suppose i could go back to school but i do really do enjoy what i'm doing and i appreciate those that do those other types of jobs and i just wanted to uh end with that that's part of my life with the i didn't really go into much of the martial arts and the but i did have some training and those type of things with that have a wonderful day